What's up, everybody? My name is Bait, and this is uh, episode 115 of Biomass. Um, unfortunately, we do not have Jay with us, as he is uh, is out for the time being, but he will return. So tune in next week to find out if Jay comes back. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to talk a lot about Comic-Con, um, some Pokemon stuff, uh, Necropolis, and I think Zell wanted to talk about uh, Black Desert. So. With that said, we'll get right into introductions. Uh, we'll start at the bottom of the list and work our way up. So, Livy. Uh, yes, I'm Livy. Uh, I'm happy to be here today. Pokey. Hey, I'm Pokey Draven. I'm suffering from a bit of a migraine today, so I'll probably be a little more quiet than usual, but uh, uh, glad to be on the show. And Zell died while eating takeout. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think you, you're cutting in and out a little bit. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear oh. You. Um, all right, so um, I'm Soraya Zell. Um, I am a co-host here on the show. Um, I live in what is known as um, the like the one place in in the United States where you get like every form of bad weather possible. So we have like the worst winters, we have the worst summers. Um, currently, I drove through a monsoon pretty much to get um, uh, to get home for this show. Um, it's actually, it's even just like the whole last week, there's no such thing as walking outside. It's swimming outside because it's just so humid and awful. Um, it's it's miserable. Um, and this is Chicago. Don't live here. Seriously, just don't. Go somewhere else. You really think you have the worst summers? We, but the thing is, is like, we don't have like a, we don't have like a bad season and a good season. Like some places, the summers are really awful, but then the winters are, you know, kind of temperate or, you know, your winters are really awful, but the summers are okay. We have we're we're like perfectly positioned to get the worst weather every single season of the year. We don't have seasons, <laughs> so we just it, it, you you can't really beat the heat of Arizona summers. But I will admit, like you're right, Zell. It, it's in Arizona the the summers is, are absolute the, hell, but everything can, else is great. So you can pull that whole dry heat thing, though. You can say, well, it's a dry that's, heat. That's true. It's not a dry that's heat true. here. It's a. It feels like it's 110, and you're walking in soup. The whole. Well, I used to. I used to live in Minnesota, so I, I, I get the humidity, and the summers are absolute hell, and then winter is basically subarctic. So, I, I do understand your pain, and I'm glad I, I moved from Minnesota down to something a little more less ridiculous. <laughs> you know, all the Minnesota, time. Minnesota is uh, definitely the Illinois' closest cousin in this regard. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad I don't have winter. That's. So Comic Con is, I believe, is that is that still going on or is it over? Um, I I, I don't know. It, it might have some stuff during the weekend. It's really it, this is like like this is just like the big one, but I don't know how many days it runs. It's um, it's always baffling to me that everyone's like, oh, it's Comic Con time, and it's actually like Comic Con in Chicago or in I, I don't know Boston or whatever. But the the this is the San Diego Comic Con. Which is the big one because it's close enough that all the fancy celebrities who can't be bothered to go anywhere else can get too quickly. Um, so this is the one where all the fancy movie trailers are. Um, let me see how long it runs. What what the dates are? I think San Diego's last stop. Okay. Well, you know what? I couldn't take any more news, so I'm I'm glad it's over. It's, <laughs> it's oh time God, to be done. There's there's too much. It's going to take the next week and a half just to process everything that came out of Comic Con. There were some trailers that came out. Um, uh, there's a new Wonder Woman trailer, uh, Justice League trailer, Doctor Strange trailer. Um, what else came out? There's a trailer for a new King Kong movie. Um, I assume we all watched most of those trailers, yeah? Mm-hmm. They also had... I um, actually must have seen the... Doc- Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, also, <laughs> had a lot of different TV show trailers for next season. Um, all the CW shows did all their, their trailers, and the Netflix series Luke Cage, of course, is the next one in there. Old Daredevil, Jessica Jones set of things, and that trailer came out. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch that. Did you see it? No. What did we all think of the Justice League trailer? Because that one was like, I saw it and it was like, eh. I'm cautiously optimistic. It seems like it will be an improvement over the previous entries in the series. Um, I do like I do like Ben Affleck as Batman. And I, I think that they made a point of showing off Ben Affleck <laughs> in this trailer as a decent, decently amusing Batman. I'd like to comment that I think it's awesome that Flash watches Rick and Morty. I am I am still sad that they felt that they needed to cast a Flash that will almost assuredly fall short of uh, the amazing work of the TV show. What was stopping them from pulling over the, the kid who does it in the TV show? Over Pro- the movie? He's not a big name. He's just like, a, I don't think he's really had Neither much in the a- way of a, a pedigree before him in that. And it's not... The other part where that you can't... I think the other big reason that they wouldn't want to do it is because people get, like, if people see the same actor, they're going to assume that it's part of the thing, you know, you know, and it is a completely separate universe in the, in the way that, uh, you know, obviously the, the series is very far along in different aspects and doesn't have, there's the Arrowverse has no indicate, it has no existence of Superman or, or Batman or any of that, um, so that they're they're very disconnected in that regard, and even Supergirl, which is in on CW, they obviously do have Superman, but then they don't have the Flash and and those other characters because they're in separate universes, except when they cross over. Okay. Anybody else? Just- yeah, I'm kind of zealous when I think I'm, I'm pretty cautiously optimistic about it. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm a little tired of superhero movies. To be honest, they, <laughs> they have yeah. so many of them now. It's like, uh, all right, but. You know, we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, I, I don't think it's going to live up to what Marvel's doing. I think that they're they're not quite there oh, yet. But yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully, it gets better because um, DC is lagging, which is a real shame. Would okay? Do you think that they ever will live up to to what Marvel has already done, getting on the train so late with the uh, the tie-ins? I guess with all the all the movies. I think if they can organize their plan a bit better, they could probably pull it off. But I think right now they're scrambling, and it shows, uh, especially with some of the recent stuff coming out. It's it's very convoluted, and it's. It, I, I think people drew a lot of confusion between the TV and the, the movie universes being separate. And I think that if they can kind of solidify that and go, okay, we're going to do this: the movie thing, this the TV thing, and we have a plan for each, and people understand that, it's going to come out a lot better. But I think right now it's um it's a little touchy to see how it's going to end. And I also think that you know the. I don't know. I feel like they're like quickly putting out Justice League to try and match up to the level that the Avengers is at. But Avengers like had a lot of wind up to it and they have been focusing on TV shows, which really don't tie into the main story that they're probably going to be. Yeah, because Avengers had what, maybe five movies that came before the actual um, big movies and there's... And they took their time with it. I think Iron Man was like on number two when it came out, and you had the Hulk. But you also had Thor. You had a a lot of time to build up. They bought Black Widow and Iron Man. They tied it together. Justice League is just kind of being, you know, pushed. Yeah, being here, here's a movie, and and enjoy that guess. They still haven't actually given us a Black Widow movie, but, you know. They won't, because they're afraid of the whole slut-shaming and, you know. 
I was like, the girl used her sexuality. She was a spy. Come on. I still hold out hope. <laughs> um, it, it would be fantastic. It's just they have to actually, you know, like Libby said, they have to kind of take a, a leap of faith there. And I think they might be a little worried that that'll turn people off and, you know, uh, ruin their bread and butter. Well, so do you think that with the Wonder Woman movie um, coming out, the, the trailer was released at Comic-Con, do you think that um, Warner Brothers will see that kind of response from fans with, with this movie, you know, since her costume is, you know, so revealing or whatever? I don't think so. I think it, it's pretty classic in what it looks like. It's it's what everyone would have expected, I think. It doesn't seem any different. I mean, it's not even a matter of costuming. It's a matter of a character, and I think that Black Widow is a very different character from Wonder Woman in a lot of ways. I, I don't think that'll be an issue when it comes to Wonder Woman's movie. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like comparing Superman to Batman with the quote-unquote powers versus, you know, just ordinary people. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. What uh, did you guys think of the Wonder Woman trailer? Um, I think it looks pretty badass. Um, I, I did not see Batman vs. Superman yet because everyone told me it was awful and I couldn't bring myself to go to theaters and actually you know, watch it. So I'm waiting for that one to come to stream. So I, I didn't see her appearance in there, so I can't speak on her um, acting ability. But the trailer itself looked uh, pretty badass. It's good to see that they you know, have more of a, a lead female role. I think that will actually speak really well with a lot of viewers, um, especially since there's been a call for a good Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie for quite a while now, and, and this is the, the first really good jab at it. So I, I, I think it will actually do pretty well, um, even if it's not you know fantastic. And I, I think it probably will be on par with the other ones, but even if it's not, I think it will do quite well just because of the, the nature of the character and, and the content that people have been wanting it for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, the trailer, it looked like it would be, um, you know, somewhat entertaining. I was, I know I was getting, you know, watching through the trailer, um, I, I was getting, uh, I think it was toward the end of the trailer when they were showing, I think it was World War One. I, I was getting, like, major Battlefield vibes uh, from that, which which is cool. I mean, I, I enjoy World War One as a, um, a, a, a time frame, I guess. Um, so it would be interesting to see how they tie her into into the events of that. Pretty much. And I just Pretty hope much. that Chris Pine doesn't outshine her because she's kind of, I mean, she's not a new actress, but she's not, she's, she's not up there. So I'm just hoping that it just works, I guess, I guess. Chris Pine was the dude that was in uh, Star Trek, right? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's um, which we will get to. We, we forgot. Did you, you saw that too, right? Uh, Beyond. Who went and saw it? Someone was going to see it. I, I, Livy and I also saw it, so we could talk about it. Oh, okay, we'll get we'll get to it. But yeah, um, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get to, too far away in discussion from when I said, "Oh, I need to mention this," is uh, Pokey. You said you have not yet seen Batman v Superman. Um, well, I have not seen the uh, ultimate, you know, director's cut release thing that they put out on Blu-ray. But from what I've heard, um, the movie is vastly better when watched in that format. Uh, I heard that one. They they had to give that one an R rating. I think there was some stuff that they, they had didn't to have to. They wanted to. They wanted to make a oh, cut okay. of it. So oh. they announced that after Deadpool was successful. So <laughs> naturally, and going back to Wonder Woman, though, do we think that there's going to be the Invisible Jet? Will that make an appearance? I can't fathom that, that being coming from a, from a from a from like a starter story. That seems like I mean the trailer was really heavily. Um, I can't pronounce this. The mascara, the island, whatever. There was. It seemed like there was a significant section of the trailer that was on that island. So, and then they're talking about 
you know, that then there was a lot that was in like the World War One era ish. And so it's kind of hard to think, oh, yeah, they're going to fit an invisible jet into this movie, too. I think that might be a little tall of an order. There. <laughs> I, th- I think this is probably going to be one of those things like and and I mean, we didn't really see obviously much in terms of how far the scope of this movie is going to go. But I wouldn't be surprised if they if this movie was going to hence go the way um, the way they did with the Captain America movie, where it was part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but that first movie was, you know, predated all the other movies by 50 years just to kind of set up the character when the character was supposed to be set up. Yeah, okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Wonder Woman movie ends before, you know, the modern era. Okay. I was watching that trailer. I thought the, the was it the Lasso Truth or the Whip of Truth? It looked kind of cheesy. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any way to make that not look cheesy. <sighs> make it not I mean, glow. is there? Well, yeah. I mean, because the, the damn thing glowed. I mean, does it really have to glow? Because like, it's, ma- it's, it's magical. It's magical. She's in a group of dudes, and it's but she's in a group of dudes, and it's like it's dark, and it's like fucking World War One, and there's you know people trench foot running around and shooting each other, and you're gonna fucking die, you German or whatever, right? And then like, oh my god, there's a shiny whip thing in the middle of the screen. Let me look at that. Instead of everything else, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being. You, you, you say this following up a comment about an invisible jet that she's not invisible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the whole thing is a little um, ridiculous. Um, I, 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 I mean, <laughs> so so for the record, to anyone who listens to the show, um, my fortune cookie says the time is right to make new friends. So if you're not friends with me, you know, give me a holler on Twitter. You know, speaking well, of I new hear friends, the Flash like- needs friends though. So <laughs> the Flash does need friends. I should get in touch with him. <laughs> Oh my god. Speaking of, of making new friends before I forget about it, um, Livy, you wanted to talk about the uh, that Pokemon thing, right? The Pokemon. Okay, so Pokemon's done it again. First, they got you out, they got you fit, they got you looking good, and now they're hooking you up with Pokedates. So you can now Pokemon, or should we say Poke Go Get Laid? <laughs> 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 I I I don't think this this can get any better. This is this is just like Pokemon it's Go is just keeps delivering. You know, there's it it doesn't stop with like oh, okay, so it's, it's a thing. It's it's delivering. So first, it's um, it's through uh, what is it called? Project Fix Up. So you have to start out. Honey. Sorry, I have kid aggro. You have to start uh, an account through there, and then you can say that your preferred dating type is uh, a polka date. And then from there, it starts finding those around you who are doing Pokemon Go, and they hook you up based on your preferences. Oh, and you pay $20 per date, or you can spam requests oh for friends. God. You can refer people, or you can pay to meet someone. Wait, so can could you like legit just date. <laughs> So I pay twenty dollars to get some girl to go out with me. And then you have to pay for dinner. So it's a prostitution so service. A prostitution. <laughs> so 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 basically what you're saying is instead of buying a, a poke lure <laughs> to, to draw Pokemon towards you, you're buying a girl lure to draw girls towards you. <laughs> yes, is, is that yes. what you're saying? <laughs> You, you pretty much okay. put out the lure, you catch the girl, and you determine which gym you're going to hang out at. This is significantly more creepy than it started out. Yeah, so the ultimate question is, does it pair you up with uh, with people on your team? 
or am I gonna get pitted to somebody an inferior team? That'd be awkward, Bait. I, I think uh, Bait's gonna open up an account now to see what poke girls are in his area. Well, you only have one. It, it could be this like Romeo and Juliet thing, like, oh, she's from Valor and I'm from Mystic, and we can never be together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just put in my email and I'm really scared. <laughs> Bates gonna find like we're, Bates gonna have a girlfriend by like you know a month from now. It's gonna be like where'd you guys meet? Uh, I was playing uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> but but do you see what they're doing now? They're like you know we have a cure for basement dwellers. We're gonna get them all married by next year. I'm yeah, Am good I? luck with that. I'm, th see, this is why I'm still single. I don't get involved in this Pokemon Go crud or whatever else ever is popular today. I'm I'm sitting back here bah humbugging in on a podcast. Am I picky or not? I am not. Oh wait, yes I am because it's, I'd rather. Oh. Wait, is one of the questions? Are you picky? Yeah, it's like okay, so I so it says you're fix up. I'm seeking a woman, and then uh, it tells you to select your sexual orientation, and then right under it, there's a bar that says I'm picky. And I'm not picky. Oh wow! Oh wait, that's are, are you are you wait, not picky? Sex, sex orientation or <laughs> the thing is, babe, do you like surprises? Oh no, sorry, that that's for age. My bad. <laughs> wait, are you are you picky about age? Is that what it's saying? Yeah, it's that's what it's how picky oh, are you age? And then it it gives you a range for your fix up. Youngest being you know eighteen, I guess. Oh, oh my god. 18. Oh, wait a minute. We, we really actually should check. Are, are, you, are you 18? Are you 18? Do you I'll drive a white van? I, I, Zell, I, I have a white van. I know. Five we have our about you. I don't think you're eligible to join this website. I think you probably Dude, have to be. Dude, you if, should if, check. I have to, if I have to pay $20 to, decide to go on a date with some girl, I'm not eligible anyway, even if I was 18. I have no money. I'm poor as fuck. Well, it's free to play. You just have to get all your friends to do poker dates too. I mean, somebody dropped a lure today at uh, at one of the the poke stops I was at, and there were a bunch of people flocking. So I might might hit that up. <laughs> so, so can you get like a group together and, and like a, a a couple people drop like a a girl lure, and then they all just swarm to the area, and you just you uh, take dude, a pick? Is that how it's gonna I work? I don't dude, know. What, what's don't a know. girl lure? What do you, um, you drop there? Like um, lipstick? I, no, I think it'd be like different <laughs> different evolutions of Eevee. And oh then God. other girls will just show up. <laughs> oh my god, it's so cute! Oh good lord. How, how many evolutions of Eevee are there now? And there's three in the game. It used to be three, and it was it was good when there was three. I, I can't I know, keep up with all this shit. When I, when it was like I, a bug type Eevee. I, what, when I, I played the game, there were six. When I played with, with uh, the game, there were six, and I think there are more now, so. I'm looking up here. I don't know how tall. Or what the oldest age I should max out is. You you really should check and see if you're eligible, because if you're not 18 yet, then you can't date anyone who's who's over 18. Without... <laughs> Uh, um, if I read my state's laws, I think. Oh, God, we're getting into that. <laughs> just, just stop now, we're done. He was like, let me, let me get specific about the rules of consent. Good, good news, the FBI now watches, listens to Biomass. <laughs> I probably should see how it works. Answer a few questions. Share your schedule. Why? Because well, they, they know want, where you they are, want to find what you're doing. No, they need to find to a poke date that's at, when you're available to be there. You know, because they don't want to. They don't want to set you up on a date when you're at work. 
So you'll get an email with the details of your or fix with your life. a convenient time and place to meet. If everything looks good, click to confirm and you'll be all set. You'll only get charged if the fix up is confirmed by both people and there are no subscriptions or hidden fees. Ah. Oh, so wait, you can hook up without confirming it and get out of the fix. No, I think it's you both have to confirm it. Yeah, and then it shows you the, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, maybe I, you can cheat the system. I, it, it, well, I mean, it looks like you can. I mean, because if it... If I'm understanding, I'm going to get an email with the detail of my fix. Well, but if you, don't, if you don't confirm a it. A time and place to meet. If everything looks good, so if the t could time and place look good, then I click confirm, and then I'll be charged 20 bucks. Right. And but if, she has if, to confirm as well. Right, but if, like, if you were trying to cheat the system and you were like, well, I'm not going to confirm, then you wouldn't get charged, but then she wouldn't know to show up for your date. What if she's thinking the same things at all? You underestimate how smart women are. I'm not... I'm not... <laughs> that is... I did not do He's that. already on the good track. Oh my god. I, that is that is harsh. Sorry, what's the frequently asked question? So if the girl doesn't confirm, so is that what, are you going to assume that you uh, should go? Wait. Have faith? Our members tend to be at least 25, but from there we have all we have members of all ages. Over uh, 18. Oh, I, nobody I does. Nobody allows dating people under eighteen on a dating site. It's just not a thing. No, you yeah. it's it's why, not why, a fight no. they want to deal with. No, and your time is way worth more than twenty dollars. You're priceless. That's that's uh, what they say when you ask when somebody asks. That's how that's first? how all that's these how dating all sites work. Like, um, there's uh, there's there's this one company. It's called like events and adventures and it's a date it's like it's a, like a singles group that goes and does a whole bunch of different events as, as groups of people is the theory and um apparently it's like several thousand dollars to be a member f like per year and then they're commercial and then apparently yeah so apparently it's like a predatory level of expense they're like but you know if you find the right person over it isn't it all worth it <laughs> yeah, they're like, this isn't a dating group, this isn't like a mix and mingle, but it's only for singles, so if you so happen to get it off. But I mean, like, <sighs> almost anything that's like designed for singles or dating is like heavily overpriced, and they're really just yeah. like, they're they're predatory on your desperation for, for affection. And it's, yeah, and it's really, I hope I didn't get an email about this crap already. <laughs> you gave okay. your email. You're in now. It's the, it's the first thing I had to do, but I didn't finish the form, so I think I'm good. They're like, so what They're are like, you waiting for us, Slowpoke? Slow so and 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 this oh. and this everyone is what Biomast has turned into. <laughs> One of our hosts signing up for a dating let's, site. Let's get, I let's get date, date for bait. <laughs> hey, dude, datesforbait.com. Oh my <laughs> god! This segment of the show. If you'd like. You can email beta. If anyone out there is interested in a young, tender sapling, we've got one on the show for you. <laughs> tender sapling. Oh my god. Alright, well, moving out of that, um, let's move back into Comic Con as best we can. Oh. I'm so sorry to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we're amused, though, so, you know. I can't. We hope you enjoy like, listening, but either way, we're having fun with this. We spent like 50 minutes on that shit. That's. <laughs> That shouldn't have happened. Okay. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. Uh, that trailer came out. Um, Did you notice how Dr. Strange is a villain in DC Comics and Dr. Strange is a hero in Marvel? Oh, is he? Well, it's, you know, Hugo Strange is a doctor. He's one of the villains on Gotham in the last season and stuff like that. And is he, obviously he's a big Batman villain. I just I just thought that was funny. It was a Batman villain? Oh, I knew that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, he is. 
Oh, so we're going to see a, a like freaking Batman movie with Doctor Strange in it then in the future, I assume. Because you know they're going to do multiple Batman movies. Maybe. I don't know. So that trailer, though, what did what you guys think? They haven't given us a lot. Just to watch him. But the cape, the, the, the flipping the cape over his shoulder, like, that was badass. Like, Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, like, like a boss. That was awesome. I but, just, but seriously, it, it I, basically looks like DC made an Inception movie, and that's not really a bad yeah. thing. That, that's, yeah. There is a lot of that Inception-y buildings on, like, shifting land under yeah, buildings wrapping around. That's very Inception, you're right. But it seems like so much of the, of the movie trailers they've released for this movie so far are focused on the whole, you know, training aspect. You know, it's like, you know, the hero goes off to some, you know, weird monastery quite literally, and, and learns how to do these things. But um, the, the joke I love, the, the, the thing right at the end of the trailer just really yeah. absolutely killed me. The, you know, he's handed this scrap of paper with, with a word on it. He's like, what's this? And the guy's like, the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. To learn all this magic cred. And they're like, here's the Wi-Fi password, by the way. <laughs> I, I will say that I think DC actually um, delves a bit more into the humor, a bit more than Marvel does, and and it it sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. But every once in a while, yeah. I get a really good one in there that's that's pretty good. So DC, I could have sworn this was a Marvel movie. This is a Marvel movie. I I, I think Pokey oh, is broken. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm confused yeah. now. I, I have a fucking migraine, guys. Yeah, this is this is this would be Marvel, the one that's good at comedy. Um, okay, well, okay. Well, I, I mean, I, yes, I, I did guess feel, that makes sense then. I did feel, I did feel like um, with the Justice League trailer, DC was trying to show that they could be funny too, a little bit. I don't know. It's just like this trailer seemed like the. It, I went obviously not exactly the same, but it felt like it. It it just didn't like excite me for the movie. Like I'm curious to see how the movie's going to turn out, but the trailer's not hyping me up. I want to say that it's like bad marketing choice on what to focus on for the trailers. I'm I'm. I'm hopeful. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like you know, Ant Man was the one I was sure that if they're gonna screw something up, they screw they'd screw that one up, and then they hit it out of the park for Ant Man. And so I don't know. Maybe maybe Doctor Strange will be the one where where Marvel finally makes a mistake. But I I, I don't know. I know I'm just tired of seeing like, oh my god, it's gonna go off the training of the monastery in the in the Himalayas. I mean, if I wanted to see that movie, I would go watch. Uh, was it fucking Batman Begins? Batman Begins. That's where yeah. I was gonna go with it, yeah, right there. It, it looks like the same building, actually. Like the it interior looks, looks very, very similar. It probably is. Oh god. Yeah, we'll see though. I mean, the, the visuals look fantastic, if anything, which uh, I, 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 I do yeah. like because I mean, it's yeah. they, they usually stick with the more you know going for more realistic look of the other Marvel movies, but this one is definitely more of a, a, a you know a mind mind fuck pretty much i mean it's it's all kinds of weird cool lighting and visual effects so you know I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that so we'll we'll see i mean it's not gonna make the movie good if it's bad but um it, it certainly helps well i mean and it's nice to see marvel going into something that's not uh like a like a military or a pmc um setting i guess where it's like oh my god there's guns and and shit or whatever but it, it, it's magic now so I, I am curious to see how that will play out. I think it'll be good. We'll see. I thought that maybe Superman was going to be dope, and it was. Um, anything else in the way of trailers from Comic Con? Um, there was the uh, the one that I was excited to get some details on is that they uh, released the uh, tr- kind of first look preview of the uh, ship that they're going to use in the new Star Trek series. Um, I, I wouldn't yeah, go so far I as to call, I wouldn't go so far as to call it a trailer. 
It was really just a like, no. this is what our effects like, guy what cooked our... up in five minutes so that we had something to put on screen. Um, like, um, look, it's gold. Is that cool? We're like, okay, yeah, yeah. When's it come out? <laughs> uh, well, it's Are they... January of 2017. But um, the the big um, thing is that it's uh, the ship that they're using. They're calling the Discovery, so they're not going to make like a ninth Enterprise for God's sakes. Thank you. Um, we already have another one, anyways, and it's another topic. But um, yeah, and then there, it's it's kind of an ugly ship, to be honest. It's um, it's the original concept for um, Star Trek Phase Two when they were talking about making a second original, like a, a sequel to the original series, um, l- before they made the motion picture instead. Um, so it, it's kind of like you've still got the saucer section, and then you have like this weird triangle thing with nacelles stuck off the back of it. Um, but uh, yeah, and so clearly it's kind of pre in that era of the original series timeline ish um but they haven't really clarified for sure if it's in the the new movie universe or the original universe was a dumb looking shit it's a little ugly i I feel like the effects on it i i feel like the whole effects on that video were just kind of like shot out cheaply it it, it, it looks it looks like something an amateur put together on you know in their spare time and posted on online yeah, like that, that would probably be more acceptable for like a hobbyist. But when you're using it as a big reveal trailer for your new show at Comic Con, you, you kind of expect more than that. So I was kind of like, eh, okay, I guess it's kind of an ugly ship with crappy CGI, but yay, Star Trek. I mean, the ship actually looked okay if you look closely. I think that the, the details in there, um, the the presentation, the lighting was poor, partially because like the, you know they had like this little asteroid space dock thing it came out of. I'm pr- that had to be like a, a a placeholder image type of thing that they threw together because it was literally like a rock with a hole in it, and it, it was just it, it looked bad. Um, the ship I think looked okay, um, even though it's kind of ugly design. We'll see. The Enterprise D is ugly unless you unless you show a, a good angle on it. There's a couple angles where it looks cool and otherwise it's a really ugly ship too. So, you know, it depends how their their graphics people do with it. Do we know what the the series is going to be about? It, like it, is it going to move around um, um I guess from system to system like something like uh the know, next generation did or is it going to stay on the on the It's going to be like, it's going to be much closer together in plot. It's uh, this is going to be a serialized show, so it's gonna it's it's gonna flow from episode to episode like a lot of recent shows have become popular doing. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be Planet of the Week. Yeah, I, mean, oh. I think I think they're gonna be moving on like uh, some of their books, so it's gonna feel like more like a chapter for each episode. I think that's that's what they said. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about Deep Space Nine was that it wasn't planet to planet or or whatever. It was it centralized in on the station. But a lot of DS9, short of the Dominion War line, you could watch individual episodes, and they were, you know, contained stories. Okay. Um, and, and really, it wasn't until Season 7 that they entirely broke down. Like, Season 7 of DS9, you just sit there and watch from beginning to end, because they cut each episode into, like, three parts, and each one is one part of the story that's over the, the ten episodes or something around it. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, this is going to be... It, it's one of those things that kind of bumps me out a little bit, that they are doing the serialized format. It seems really popular to do it these days. Um, you know, obviously it's what uh, all the Netflix shows do, and 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 a lot of the 13-episode shows type of do, things do. But I, I really miss, like, a good old-fashioned, you know, each, each week is a self-contained episode that you can watch on its own. Um, I, I miss that. I don't think enough shows offered 
that anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully there will be some decent storytelling in this. And we'll, we'll actually have like Star Trek again. I do like the director though. I just looked to see who was, who's going to be writing for it. And I'm, I'm not quite happy. It's uh, Brian Fuller who did, uh, did uh, Hannibal. It looks like, um, a couple of episodes of heroes, a couple of episodes of Voyager and, uh, DS9. Hopefully he will do. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got some, they have some good, um, people attached to it. I think, uh, Nick Meyer who did like, who wrote like all the good Star Trek movies is also involved in it as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, they have some of the right, they have some of the right people behind it. It's just, there are so many ways that they could screw it up. And I suspect that they're going to, um, uh, another one of those fun things is, you know, is this, they're going to premiere the pilot on CBS and then tell everyone you have to subscribe to CBS All Access to watch the rest of the series. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a CBS All Access exclusive in the United States. Um, this is the thing that I love about how, how blatantly screwing you they are when they do exclusives. CBS actually signed an agreement with Netflix. In 188 countries, you can watch... Um, the Star Trek series as it airs on um, on Netflix within a day of it airing on CBS All Access in 188 countries, except the U.S. and Canada. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They literally like said, we will give it to Netflix, Netflix users everywhere, except the one place we know we can nickel and dime you for an extra $6 a month. Oh, I know what I'm going to Make me a European Netflix. I can do that, right? That's the thing, isn't it? No, they're actually, so the way uh, Netflix works, for those who don't know, is a Netflix account is just a Netflix account, but where you log in from is what determines the catalog available to you. You bastards. So, you actually could use a VPN service to pretend to, you know, route to another country and just use your own Netflix account, and you're going to get presented those options. Like, when I was in, uh, a couple years ago, I was in Paris, and I I opened up Netflix in in the hotel in Paris and the catalog was completely different. It was still my account. I was subscribed and everything, but the offerings in a, in different countries are different. So would that be a one-time thing or it's like, I have to always keep the VPN up and running. Um, you'd have to be running it while you were watching it. And it, and it would be horrifically slow and buggy because it would be piping yeah. on your TV from Europe. <laughs> God damn it, Netflix. So, well, it's it's not even Netflix's fault. It's CBS for being like, you know, well, you know, what? we're making this an exclusive for our new network we want you to subscribe to. Um, I'm enough of a Trekkie that I'm going to do it. I, I can be annoyed with it, but I'm totally going to do it. There's there's nothing there's there's no no thing of reasonable cost that will ever stop me from watching whatever new thing Star Trek has put out. You heard it here first. If you want to steal all the Zell's money, Star Trek. Yeah, well, you know, people can't, like, come up with their own fan films to get my money anymore because um, Paramount made it borderline illegal to make fan films. So um, we, we never really talked about that heavily here, but basically this one guy created this, uh, uh, he was trying to create this fa- fan film called Axanar. He raised over a million dollars to make this fan film, which is clearly not in fan film territory. He used the money to launch his own film studio. And uh, he hired a whole bunch of former um, actors from Star Trek to be on the show as well. And he said this was going to be this professional quality fan film. Um, And so essentially, he pushed the boundaries of what you could call a fan film to such a ridiculous extent that uh, Paramount finally sued him 
and in the in, in rather than him just backing down and accepting he screwed up royally, um, he basically cost the entire fan film uh, market the ability to do Star Trek because Paramount came out and said you cannot make anything longer than fifteen minutes or two parts totaling in a half an hour. Um, that you may hire no, you may have nobody who's ever done anything for Star Trek uh, professionally. So no actors, no and you know production people, nothing. Um, you can't, I think, raise more than it's like ten thousand dollars or something like that, and um, there are a few other limitations. But it was one of those things. Like as someone who's been in the Star Trek fandom for a long time, we've always known that you should never you if you do something with the Star Trek IP, you cannot make money on it. And this guy was paying salary to his staff on his fan film project. Um, so suffice to say, he screwed up, didn't back down, cost all of us a otherwise previously good thing. Paramount has always been very tolerant of fan activities using Star Trek, and, you know, he took it too far. It's always that one guy that decides to take things too far that ruins it for the rest mm-hmm. of That's exactly what it is. One guy. Well, all right. Then. Um... We should we should actually do the other Star Trek topic since we're on Star Trek now. What was that? Oh, right. There was a movie that came out like the 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 not fan made movie, the actual official made movie. (laughs) About that. So yeah, so I saw Star Trek Beyond on Friday night in IMAX, the way movies are meant to be seen officially. In case you're curious, Um, is that the one with the big ass screen? Yes, and and the thing is, you actually have to be picky because. just because IMAX is like a, a set of screens and projectors and stuff, but they have various sizes and specs. And there are very few that are actually like, there's the the proper IMAX screen is like seven stories wide, five stories high. And the... What? Yes, they're, they're very large screens. And uh, a good IMAX theater only has about 15 rows in it. Um, the theater that I go to... You do not see anything but screen in front of you. The inclination on the, the... The other thing is I've been to other IMAX screens where they they actually just make it like a really big theater, so it's almost pointless that the screen is bigger because you're sitting twice as far away from it in many cases. Um, and you see the back of other people's heads because it's a, a, a not a steep incline. A good IMAX theater has a really strong incline between rows to the point that you barely see anyone in front of you ever um, at an... At, at, at an IMAX showing. So there's one in my, I actually have one of the best IMAX screens I've ever seen um, right by my house um, or right by where I used to live and not too far from where I am now. Um, so saw Star Trek Beyond, um, definitely way better than the last one, probably better than the first Abraham Star Trek movie. Um, the big thing to me is that they, they really tried to make this more like an actual Star Trek movie. Um, the, there was better character development there was, um, it actually felt a lot like a motion picture era movie, like an old, old William Shatner Kirk as Kirk era Star Trek movie, um, in a lot of ways. Um, Kirk finally, like Chris Pine as Kirk actually looks like a captain now, or at least he acts like a captain of a ship instead of like a kid who like, you know, wasn't a cadet and then said, you know what, give me command of the ship. I'm flying it. Um, he actually like felt commanding now for the first time, which was nice. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, pretty good. I, it was okay. probably better than the second one, like you said. Um, maybe on par, a little bit less than the first one for me. I, I really like the first one. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought it, was, it was pretty solid. Um, I, no spoilers, but I, I will admit that they did a real good job at uh, making it a, a good Leonard Nimoy uh, memorial. They, they 
they wrote that in really, really professionally. I think it came out really well. Uh, just kind of a, you know, a nod to Leonard Nimoy, obviously, who passed away um, last year or so. And they kind of just tacked they, right on the end of the, like, at the end of the movie, they did, um, you know, they did in Loving Memory, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy, and then they did for Anton, because, you know, obviously the movie was already made by the time he passed, but uh, they, they managed to get that in the, ahead of the credits. Yeah, that's that's a real shame. It was it was kind of sad to see all of that because it was like, oh, geez, you know, <laughs> you see the guy right there, but you know he's he's already gone. It, cause yeah. For those of you that don't yeah. follow, the the character, the actor who plays um Chekhov um, passed away in a car accident uh, earlier this year as well. So. And they actually a, a real shame. They actually, actually oh, said about a month ago, um, they said that they would not recast him. So, um, they they will presumably have him yeah. transferred have him. somewhere or killed off screen or something because they said they, they won't they they are definitely having another star trek movie they've already confirmed that um but they will not they will not recast him was the guy that played check off the dude who got pinned in that freak yes, accident that's, that's against what we, the, okay that's, that's what we're discussing yeah. right now we're discussing right okay now. yeah welcome to the yeah. conversation welcome, welcome. To the conversation. well no i, I can't remember if if that's who that was. yeah it was that that was him and uh okay. i'm kind of glad they're just going to kind of let it go rather than try to recast. I think recasting is usually kind of awkward, especially if, you know, it's, it's because someone died and if it's not like a critical character, it's like, let's just leave it be, you know, it's just super weird because Chekhov is of course, you know, it's not like he's the first person to play that character. It's obviously, you know, he's been in this, this franchise for a very long time. Um, you know, and that's what makes it really odd to, to say, okay, well now we're going to have the original series cast without Chekhov is, is going to be odd. Right. But he's not completely critical to the plot either. You you can get away with without him being there. But uh, you know, like you are right though. He is still you know fairly fairly prevalent in the, the storyline. So so I have to ask Zell, and I won't, I won't spoil anything. But uh, when I say the scene with the music, you'll know what I'm talking about. What do you think of that? That was you know all the music in this movie was really freaking loud. Loud. But but that particular scene was. The hokiest shit in the entire film. Yes, extremely gratifying. Like, I'm like this it, is dumb, but I'm loving every second of it. It was, it was fairly tacky, and um, honestly, I don't think it was well explained in terms of how that would cause things to just spontaneously explode. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was definitely there because someone wanted the scene of of what happened. They, they, they just, they wanted to make that happen for whatever that's, reason. And they, they rushed. That's the what you get when you put a fast and furious director and say, make a star Trek movie. <laughs> 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 like, like, yeah, like, I, I, I won't spoil it. Everyone, if, if you see the movie, you will know exactly what I'm talking about when it happens. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to be like, which scene was that? You're like, Oh, that scene. Okay. You're, you're, you're going to face palm and then keep watching because like I said, it's, it's tacky, but it's, it, I, I really did enjoy that. I thought it was, it was, it was pretty was fun, you know, even if it kind of fell a little out of place. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that was interesting to me, given that, like, it wasn't a popular series by any stretch, um, they had a surprising number of uh, references to the Enterprise series um, for the few people who would notice. Um, because, obviously, even among Star Trek fans, Enterprise was not well-liked well or watched. Um, and... Uh, yeah, they, there was there was references to Mako's. They had some of the old Enterprise series style uniforms and in, in some camera footage. And in that same footage, you could see like an old oh, Enterprise like style shuttlecraft in the background. It was it was there was a lot of they actually piled in a lot of references to the series that nobody watched. <laughs> is is the uniform the one they had when they were um, on the planet? Is is that the one? 
Uh, I'm trying to no, remember no, like, what it looked like. No, like so when they're looking on the on the screen at the footage, the other crew. Oh, oh, that one. That yes. that was so all. That was, that was all like in there was taken from Enterprise, and it's like okay, yes, that nobody was nobody's gonna catch this except me because I I, I, I I didn't catch it, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going oh okay yeah yeah because I didn't watch the Enterprise series um too closely. I just you know saw an episode here and there, but I think yeah that is that is pretty cool. And uh, they specifically mentioned uh and it, it's kind of important is the mako team which is uh you know really just brought in like the last like i honestly really only season three of enterprise had a, had a mako team on it and that was kind of a, a point on the in the movie and it was kind of weird for them to have hinged a movie plot on it now uh, is that the main villain in this one is he uh, iconic is he from previous no. iteration no. of star trek okay i wasn't sure because uh, Livy, who's obviously being aggroed by child right now, she she thought she recognized, but wasn't sure if he was uh, in in other ones. But I, I, Nobody, I didn't know. So no, no TV series no, no of Star Trek could afford Idris Elba. Well, well no, but the the, <laughs> the the character I meant. Yeah, the character. No, he's no. It's entirely for this movie. The um, the ship in question was not actually heard of pr- prior to its registry number. Actually, makes no sense in the in the numbering scheme of of star trek registry numbers and and i had a friend of mine arguing with me on that point um uh, well, wasn't yes, was crawl in the original ones but it, he was no. a gorn who am i thinking of i i don't know it's entirely unrelated whatever it is there they, star trek has tons of names that start with k though <laughs> Con. Uh, that is that's true. true that is very true <laughs> If you need a villain in Star Trek, you're just like, okay, it's four or five letters, start with a K, uh, put some L's in there. Okay, okay yeah, this is where you're getting, Livy. It says, in some may recognize the name Crawl from the Star Trek lexicon. In the Star Trek wiki, Crawl is described as a Gorn assassin who later befriended Knox, the Romulan commander of the USS uh, Ad Monitor. And later became one of the founding of the Kling- founders of the Klingon Alliance. So I'm I'm guessing he's yes. not the same character, but that's where the name comes from. Or at least oh, he's I, the same I name. knew that they probably what? just took the name. I didn't where's, think they where's took your the reference? actual character. It, it's on a blog, but it's referencing the Star Trek wiki. I, I did drill in to actually look at the the wiki itself. I can send you a link later. Yeah, it's just been so long since I've really watched watched. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I it that almost sounded like something that was from like more of a book than a actual TV episode. Um, well, uh, that could be true. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's from you know, the show some of not, these weird blogs easier. and wiki things get really baffled by this stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was a pretty decent movie, though. Yeah, I I saw the I saw the memory gamma part and immediately knew. Okay, yeah, no. Um, in case you're curious, for those who who need to know, um, and by need to know, I mean you will never need to know. Uh, memory Alpha is the official wiki of things that. Well, it's not really official, but Memory Alpha only contains Star Trek facts that pertain to the actual series or movies or are otherwise considered canon. Memory Beta contains books and things like that. Um, books, video games, etc. And I honestly, Memory Gamma is probably just whatever the heck someone made up on the internet. Okay, well, this one's referencing Gamma, so I, I, I again, you, you know better than I do, so I just, that's yeah, where yeah, I, no, I, um, I see the yeah, Memory from. Gamma is for fanfic. I just checked. Um, yeah, so gotcha. alpha is okay. official, official canon stuff. Beta is kind of extended stuff that's non-canon, like comics and books and games. And memory gamma is stuff that people make up online. So yeah, there's alpha, beta, gamma. It's, it's 
Thing. Well, there you go. Now that people are more educated in the mythos of Star Trek. Thanks or, more Star Trek. <laughs> or more confused. Or more confused. So sorry. Either or. So sorry. You, you, you can't like we could. I could go on about this like Star Trek oh, stuff I'm, for like Star we could have a whole we could have a whole series a whole podcast like franchise on Star Trek stuff. I could do it. <laughs> just me, just just endlessly going myself. out about stuff people don't I, care I, about. Don't yeah. Care. I, I would sit in the corner and just make grunting noises and agree with whatever you say. I, I, I need I to find like otherwise. a. I, I, there is there is actually a Star Trek fan dating site out there. I know it exists. <laughs> I got. You. I got. You. Maybe that's what I need. Uh, TrekDating.com. I I don't. There's probably more than one. I there was one that I one. I literally I created an account just to be like, what is in this thing? And I, it was kind of hilarious. But oh my god. But Bates gonna Bates gotta wait five months and then he can get a, a pokey date. Dude, I don't have no twenty dollars. That's very confusing when you put it that way. <laughs> what the crap? This is... Really? People do this? They, people do a lot of things on the internet if you look long <laughs> enough. Alrighty, um... So as, as the show just, like... The show is flipping... Is, is stumbles Bates. around <laughs> on people going mumbling and paying attention <laughs> to other Bates, things. Bates is... Bates' mind is currently breaking because he's found that part of the internet, so we'll have to come in and say it. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know what part of the internet Bates just ended up on. Uh, uh, you, you all know, you, you've done it before. You're looking on Facebook, on... and it's like 4 a.m., and you're like, oh, oh, I've gone too far. <laughs> I ended up on a part of the internet that thinks that the only thing I dream about is falling in love with someone who speaks Klingon. There's the tagline on one of their on their I can only like count to ten in Klingon, so you know it's um, <laughs> only ten. Minor that. talents: watch, wedge, los, fa, so, whatever. I'm, I'm. It's hard to pronounce is... it. It's it like I know what they are. I can spell them, but it's really hard to actually say it. Um, you you kind of have fun. to have some phlegm up uh, up in there, and it's, it's you, you know, have to. It's it's hard. Uh, anyways. <laughs> let's let's try and let me let me see if I can pull this show back on the rails just a little bit. All right. Um. So the other top one of the other topics, kind of pivoting away from Comic Con stuff, um, is uh. So I've I've mentioned a couple times before I played this game called uh, Black Desert, which is a Korean MMO that's been uh, actually in Korea for a couple of years. It's only it just released here, and so we're actually playing the uh, you know translated version of the client and. Uh, the uh, the game has just launched uh, what is na- what has been referred to the community as either the triple dip or the holy trinity of monetization, um, namely that you already have to pay to play Black Desert. It's forty dollars to get the game, um, and then they had microtransactions, which really aren't microtransactions because like a, a costume for your character is like twenty nine dollars if you include the, a weapon. If you don't need the weapon part of the costume, it's twenty two dollars, but but twenty nine dollars for the whole set. Um, and uh, not only do they have these costumes that are hilariously expensive, um, those costumes actually have in-game benefits. Things like um, reducing your death penalty, increasing your XP gain, um, increasing your reputation gain, um, a few of those sorts of things um, are actually uh, benefits you get for buying these cosmetic costumes. Well, they just launched a uh, subscription effectively, that you can opt into for $15 a month to get all of these additional benefits to the game as well. So, um, yeah, so now it's you pay to buy the game, and you can buy additional stuff in the game, and you can also subscribe to the game as well. So it's the, the, whole, the holy trinity of monetization. 
Um, so far, and it, it's, you know, obviously it's entirely pay to win as, as I'll get out as well. It's not really because it's just technically you do stuff faster, but the number of, of benefits you can gain from paying is, is getting up there. The biggest thing that I had to pay, actually had to pay for because I couldn't stand it is I can't stand ha not having enough bag space. And so they sell bag slots oh, and then yeah. they, they sell the subscription gives you more bag slots only while you're subscribed as well to that. So there's there's a heck of a lot of monetization piled into this game at this point and the monetization aspects definitely have impact on how you know you play the game. Um, it's getting a little hefty in that regard. And so I, I just I wanted to point out the Holy Trinity or the triple dip and uh, say that you know what? CCP is not the worst at this. There there you can you can definitely monetize more and, and worse and, and harder than, than CCP. <laughs> Because Black Desert has Black, has, that yeah. down. Has, has that down. Well, especially since with like Dust, for example, like the boosters were probably the biggest culprit, and even that kind of had diminishing returns after a while. Because once you had a certain amount of SP, it didn't really matter that much. So you know, people always gave crap for it. I, I just kind of shook my head. I, I think it was more my the pricing of some of their cosmetics that annoyed me, but whatever. But yeah, to hear that they've got the, the paid game, and then you you it's pay to win on top of a paid game. And then, so the, the subscription includes the benefits from the outfits, or is no, on no, top it's on, of, on top of it. They're they're, oh they're additional God. benefits. So, so if you really Holy wanted shit. to get like the greatest benefits, you'd buy like a paid costume, and then you'd also you know subscribe. And the thing is, and the thing wow, is, is like so most of the like standard costumes have um uh what's it called um they have the standard in-game benefits that are mostly going to benefit you while you're actively like in combat in the game. They actually have additional costumes. They're all $29 a piece, by the way. They have one, they have a fishing costume that makes you a fish better. And they have a, um, a cooking costume that obviously helps when you're cooking. Uh, they have uh, like a, it looks like, um, like if you're doing like a horse riding championship, like a horse riding costume, and that, that actually helps level up your horse faster. If you're wearing that $29 costume. So, you can actually buy different costumes for like all the different things that you could potentially be doing in the game um, for, for benefits. Um, Jesus. They like, and I kid you not, they have like um, the, the one for doing like processing, which is like the crafting mechanic in the game. Um, they have like for the, for the female characters, it's a maid costume, like a really traditional looking maid costume. It's hilarious. Um, or it's like a suit and tie for the, for the male characters um, with a top hat. Which is actually, honestly, it's tempting to roll a male character just to get a suit in a, in a game, because it looks cool. Um, I mean, dude, if you get a top What? I said, I mean, especially since you get that freaking top hat, dude. Top hat is where Sounds it's at. classy right? as fuck. I know. I mean, th there's a reason my old Dust Alliance was top men. So you, have a t <laughs> you get your top hat and your <laughs> little monocle there. and Got my weird-ass pocket watch that hangs from a chain on the inside of my vest. Yeah, I... I Oh, this is one of those those social media posts I just have to... I, I, I feel like it needs to be shared because it, it reminded me of it. Is there somebody who, who asked why they don't make a uh, smartwatch in a pocket watch form factor? And I'm like, that's called your smartphone. <laughs> you have to take it out of the He's like, oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> just... that's, that's, that's pretty funny. I'm surprised it's not like a like a chain, like a case that you can hook a chain onto, so you can you know put it in your breast pocket, like, oh, like, like a proper smartwatch. Some somebody's done it, I'm sure. But yeah, the the Black Desert is just that's 
that's insane. That pretty much kills my interest in the game completely. Because yeah. I mean, the thing I is, mean, is I, I do enjoy really playing the game. I, I do enjoy playing it. As far as MMOs go, um, it's me. It's scratching my MMO itch that you know, and and other games really aren't for me right now. Um, the big thing about that game that still still keeps drawing me in is it's actually it's fun to just grind grind things through it because it, you just mm, murder everything. It's great. Um, um, and and so I really enjoy the, just the combat mechanic. But it's one of those things where I just. I'm I'm not trying to be competitive in this game. I barely play it. Um, you know, I don't have enough time to play a game at a competitive level anymore. Um, but it's one of those things like I know that I'm playing this game at a disadvantage to players that are, you know, dropping more cash than I am on it. And, you know, maybe eventually given the amount of playtime put in, we get to the same point um in terms of combat damage. I know he has to spend less in-game time and effort to get there than I do by a drastic amount. Is there PvP or is it all PvE? Uh, it's actually non-consensual PvP. Oh wow! Once, so once you're once win, you're high, when you can kick, high. Jesus. Yeah, once you're high enough level, you can just, from my understanding, just attack other people. Enable doing so. Um, I am apparently high enough level to get attacked. I've never been attacked, so I, I, I mean, I don't see a lot of PvP in the game. It, it, like. The big thing about Black Desert that's supposed to be really cool is when you get up to a certain level, you have guild wars over various castles to take over, you know, castles in these big giant fights of awesome. But, um, you know, the guild I'm in isn't doing it. I actually finally just got to, like, I'm, like, at the max level of the game prior to all the expansions they've shot out in the last, like, three months. Because they're trying to catch up to the Korean version, so they release, like, a new, like, expansion that expands the size of the map by, like, 30%, like, every three months. I, you, you don't, there's so much content being shoved out to catch up to the Korean version, it's, like, I, I'm never able to stay on the leading edge of it. Yeah, that, that has to be annoying. I mean, if it's, you know, purely PvE, or if it's, you know, consensual PvP with, you know, bonuses disabled or something like that, I, I would, you know, buy it more often. I would, you know, you could argue that, I think, but when it's... I mean, the bonuses you know, don't actually help you in combat. It's not like your your oh, costume, okay. your paid bonuses get you extra attack points or something. But, you know, it's like one of the subscription benefits is like the, they don't take thir the 30% off your market sales that they do. Um if you don't have the subscription stuff like that you know it but the number of things that they that they offer over pay to win kind of stack up to the point that it's like yeah it's going to take me a really long time to be at the same point that, that person just is yeah that's that's frustrating i, I and and that seems to have a model of the go ahead yeah well i mean like i guess like the technical argument is that this like like dust is not pay to win but is uh time to win so paying money just saves you time um which is, in fact, still, I would say, true. Um, but it's, it's like, the particularly painful point is I, I, you pay $40 to play this game, or I actually paid 60 for the, the particular, you know, pre-order starter bundle that I bought. You know, so you pay $60 for a game and then find out that now it has a subscription system as well. Well, and I'm okay with, you know, a, a purchasing a game and having a subscription on top of that if it's properly supported. But when it's, like a non-obligatory subscription and it's a noticeable advantage, you know, well, well over what, what non-payers would get that. That's, that already starts to become problematic, I think. And then when you add on top of that, where you can pay a very large sum to get a big bonus, I mean, they're basically preying off of the whales, like, you know, Denny Fleetfoot, who will, who will buy every single outfit in the game because they can, um, which makes it 
more and more less available to people who may not have that much income and they, they got into the game because they thought, hey, it's only 40 bucks, there's a subscription fee. Um, and then they kind of get this <laughs> this kind of bait and switch where they're, they're you know, expected almost to, you know, fork out almost the cost of the original game for one particular aspect of it. Uh, that's pretty frustrating. I, I always prefer kind of the, you know, sell to the masses at a lower cost rather than, you know, hoping a few people buy, you know, the really expensive things. So I think even that is, is, is frustrating to me from a, a business model standpoint. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wanted. I, I think it's worth sharing too, because you'll get, you'll find it funny. I don't know if this is just like a thing because it's a Korean MMO or what, um, but they, they, they have slots for like literally everything. Um, you know, there's earring slots. I, my character, I did buy this actually, and I, I don't know why I did. I, oh, I, I had spare money from when I purchased bag slots and stuff. Is so like I have a a pair of glasses on my character which is cosmetic and i guess it gains me a benefit as well in terms of uh, uh gaining knowledge on vill- uh, on creatures i'm killing um which is kind of a random effect that you'll finally gain that um but they actually have an underwear slot they sell like bikinis and stuff with a luck bonus attached to it um they're like seven dollars like, oh you'll, you'll never see oh my it. god but but yeah <laughs> no you can actually Buy Have your lucky a, like, pammies? lingerie slots lingerie. For, for this game. It's 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 really nuts. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I, I have to figure they sell that. Sell, I have to figure that slot sells better for the female characters than the male ones. That's just my guess. Uh, I'm guessing most male characters aren't going to run around in, in in lacy underwear. But then again, I have seen some some crazy ass shit in Final Fantasy people dress up as. So I, I wouldn't put it past them. I was about to say I saw like a guy in a spandex outfit with a chicken head. We, we we did have that that summoner in the raid last night who was running around in underwear and a giant um, mascot pig head. That was different. <laughs> my favorite like my favorite like costume item for a game is uh, the uh, Wild Star MMO has uh, this quest where you kill these like it's like this zombie head blob thing that you know wraps around your head and takes control of you and you're you're a zombie. Anyways, there's one of these where you gain that as a hat, as as a head slot item. And so you can run around with this head that looks like you have this like blob creature over your head. And if you're wearing it, it whispers to you all the time. It like you get little whispers from it as you're playing. What does it say? Uh things about your the taste of your brain and stuff like that. <laughs> that seems appropriate. Yeah, you could just run around the whole game playing with this, you know, head-sucking alien on sucks, your head. Sucked your ear? Okay, well, yeah, yeah, there you go. Awesome. But Wildstar's one of the ones I, I looked at briefly when it went free-to-play, but just never got around to yeah, I, try I, it. Yeah, I, I tried it on the free-to-play. I, I actually the- played it for um, a couple of months. Wildstar's pretty solid, and I guess they're doing a big they're doing a big update. I haven't read what's coming out about it, but I guess they are doing, like, a, a really big changeover thing sort of an expansion rework of, of a lot of their game mechanics. Um, and that game has a lot of the same benefits of Black Desert in terms of... Um, the, the big thing that I like about both Black Desert and Wildstar is that they're, they're primarily AoE-based um, for damage instead of target. Um, because when you play a more traditional MMO where you target something and then fire abilities at it, it's, it's all math. You know, it's, okay, well, I fired these fireballs. There's a percent chance of whether they succeed or fail... There's a percent chance of how much damage they do, and it's the same for things attacking you back. So when you get in a fight with something, it's that thing is definitely going to kill you because mathematically it's going to target you, it's going to hit you, and it's going to kill your damage. Um, 
whereas a game like Wildstar Black Desert is um, everything is based on position. Um, so, you know, you may have like a gun that has, but it, it actually has like a narrow field that it's damaging forward of you. Or, you know, some slash is an AoE ability. And in Wildstar, most of the creatures telegraph their attacks. So you see, uh, you see like a little highlighted area of where their damage is going to hit. So you could actually fight something that would kill you if it was just mathematically hitting you like it does in a target game. But it's more skill-based because you can actually dodge and evade things. And that's what I really like about both Wildstar and Black Desert. Zell, did you see that they were going to make uh, all expansions and class editions free as of the 20? For what? For Black Desert, according to Wikipedia. You're kind of cutting out, but I think you're saying that they're going to make all class expansions for free? All classes, all class editions and expansions. The expansions are already free. Oh, are they? Well, I would hope so, but it's free to play game, yeah. Oh, fuck you, Wikipedia. Well, the question is, are, are, you, are you reading about the... It is, it is true, though, the debate, they did make them free. <laughs> um, the, yeah, so, um, it is, uh, uh, which version are you looking at? Because the problem is, is that, like... Dude, like, I, don't, I don't even freaking know, I just went to the Wikipedia page and scrolled down to the, uh, to the like, yeah, fucking see. bottom. Or... Because the Wikipedia page covers both versions of the game. And uh, the game is free oh, to no, play this in was, Korea, this Japan, was for North and, America. No, dude, this uh, was for North Russia. Maybe. So oh, another thing that's happening is free. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I got you. So another thing that's that, that Libby mentioned before the show that we were gonna kind of touch on is um, so it looks like Square Final Fantasy 15 is a thing. I know I've talked about it before, and uh, Square Enix is kind of going all in with their marketing campaign on this one. And one of the things they're doing for everyone who pre-orders is uh, called Carbuncle Surprise, um, which Carbuncle is a little character. It's a summon in uh, the Final Fantasy universe, but it looks like uh, every Friday starting on, I think, August 1st, up until the release of the game, which is September 30th or something like that, um, they're going to kind of do like a, a prize announcement. And um, it's I don't think you're guaranteed to win anything if you've pre-ordered the game, but you are entered to win things. Um, and obviously pre-ordering before this all starts gives you more chances to win, but it looks like they're, they're doing quite a few things that you can, you can potentially get. Um, let's see here. Looks like there you can get some some of uh, Square Enix's uh, action figurines, which are actually pretty high quality if you're into that sort of thing. There's actual replica accessories for the, from the characters, um, themed speakers after the game. I think there's some Xbox One consoles that are themed um, for the game. Entertainment centers, uh, DLC textures for uh, like the car and stuff. And then I think that even if you don't win any of the bigger prizes, that there's a high chance you'll win um, Square Enix membership points, which are basically store credit points you can turn in for um, discounts and stuff like that. Kind of like the like, GameStop rewards if you've done that before. Um, and you can get those too uh, on these uh, these prize announcements every Friday. <clears throat> Did you want to touch on that, Livy? I know you're the one kind of brought it up, if she's still there. She might be dealing with uh with Yeah, child, child aggro. But no, you covered, no, no you covered everything I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the big one is that... Uh, so in the game, there's this car, and, and the game kind of is a uh, a road trip in, in a sense where you're trying to get from one kingdom to another, and it's this big open world, but you have to actually drive from point A to point B. There's no fast travel or anything like that. So as you drive through the countryside, the story progresses, and you, you encounter you know issues and have to do things and whatnot. Um, but the car is kind of this big centerpiece, and it's called the Regalia, and Audi has actually made a one-of-a-kind replica of... Uh, or I'm not sure if it's an exact replica or if it's just heavily themed after the car in game, 
But uh, it's a one-of-a-kind car. They have made this. Um, it's not for sale. This one is going to be given away as kind of, I think, the final prize for uh, this Carbuncle Surprise um, giveaway. So that that's pretty cool. I mean, it's I'm not really a car buff, but it's, it's a really sexy car. It follows the uh, kind of the thematic visuals of, of the game and whatnot. So uh, I'm a big fan of that. So it's, it's a sexy car. You should, you should take a look at it. But, uh, yeah, if you... Uh, have pre-ordered Final Fantasy 15, or if you are planning on getting it, um, you should do so before uh, August 1st, because that's when the first uh, prize comes out. And it doesn't matter what what version of the game you pre-order, because they've got standard, the deluxe, and then the uh, Ultimate Collector's Edition. All three qualify for this. Um, and there are additional uh, pre-order bonuses that are guaranteed for pre-ordering the game, obviously. So uh, definitely do that before August 1st if you want to make sure you get on and all the possibilities to... Uh, win these prizes moving forward up until the release date on uh, September 30th. Well, it doesn't even look like the car in the game. That's dumb. It, it, I, it's, it's a little just, confusing because like there's, there's a lot of cars, but it, it has, it's thematically, I think, very similar. Um, like the, the hubcaps are, are very similar to that in the game, and then the scroll work is all um, engraved and whatnot. Oh, then maybe I'm looking at the wrong car. Because you Google Final Fantasy 15 car and you get this long-ass thing that looks like it could be a Batmobile. <laughs> well, instead, instead um, of an Audi R8. Well, well, here's the thing: is that the the car, as you travel with it, gets upgraded. Um, and Final Fantasy always has an airship, um, and so actually yeah. the car will turn into the airship eventually. So I'm guessing that the the uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm guessing that the, the the shape of the car in game actually changes over time. So that that might be what you're looking at as a different iteration of it. But uh, I you know. It, I would drive that car. Would that drive. is a nice looking that car. Nice. Right? Like, I'm not even a car guy, and they're like, yeah, we made this car. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, Damn. yeah, I, I'd take that. It's a, it's a good looking car. It flies? The, the, the car the is real in fact car the does not fly. I want to be clear. <laughs> if you get the real <laughs> car, it does not fly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you're looking at the trailer for the, the car, but surprise. Uh, Zell, but I if you actually, it says, it says, yeah, we're getting away the, the, the car, and then it cuts to a scene of the car in-game taking off, and it actually says in the subtitle below, the real car does not actually fly. <laughs> so in case you were I wondering... I did not know that, it but it's, a, it's, clear, it's good that they specified it, because otherwise they could get sued. You told me I was going to win a car that could fly. People might expect it to sprout jet engines and actually take off, but... Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a cool looking car. But yeah, the, the whole the whole thing is 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 pretty neat. Um, Square Enix is obviously doubling down on they're they're going balls to the walls with their marketing on this game. I mean, they've got um, the game obviously. They've got all the pre order stuff. They've got this Carbuncle surprise. They've got they, they had Audi make a freaking car. Um, there's a six uh, part anime that came out that's six 15 minute episodes, and there's the movie King's Glaive, which is also coming out. That's a, a full length movie that's that they're releasing. So I mean, they are going crazy with the the Final Fantasy 15 universe. So I think I read somewhere that they have to sell 10 million copies worldwide just to break even on it. So they're definitely um, sinking quite that's a bit. A, into the marketing. That's a high bar. That's World of Warcraft it, numbers. It, it it is, but um, since this game has been in the making for literally ten years, the hype is absurd. Um, so hopefully, if they can actually meet, you know, the the hype, I think it'll do quite well. And if not, they'll sell you thirty dollars costumes. Well, 
No, what they'll do is they'll just speed up production of the Final Fantasy VII remake because that is the game that will save the company from bankruptcy because they know that will sell even if it's shit. Remakes so, will know, save that, that, the game, the company from bankruptcy. Have, have Have you not heard that the? I was gonna say. Okay, yeah, have you seen the reaction videos when they announced the remake for Final Fantasy VII? People no. literally started crying on camera. This, this one guy breaks down sobbing because he's so happy. They actually had to play it at the next um, game announcement just to kind of poke fun at him because he was so worked up about the, the prospect of, of playing the remake. That's disturbing. That person needs well, help. Like, and it seems like a, a every Final bit, Fantasy game always gets an announcement. Like or uh, like they're going to remake the Final Fantasy like fucking 10 or whatever. Well, they, they do or the remasters where they'll, they'll release them on, yeah, on newer yeah, consoles. Yeah. Like that, that's the, the the seven is actually a full remake. Like they oh, are, oh. They're, they're redoing it in um in Unreal Four. So I mean, it's it's oh, sexy. Okay. Um, it looks really good. It's not just a remake because they they've re released all of them on a gazillion different consoles. I've got a bunch on. It, it's actually my, my my PlayStation Vita is my Final Fantasy remaster um console because that's the only thing I play on it. Is just basically rehashing of the old games, you know, on a, on a newer format, because I don't actually carry around NES with me very often. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking... It, it, the new NES absurd. is going to be so wonderfully portable, though. Okay. Portable, though. It, it is true, and it will have Final Fantasy 1 and 2 on it, so that'll be, that'll be great. I'm looking at what this were you and saying, I'm thinking... Oh, so I'm, I'm just looking at this car, and, and, and I'm thinking it's it, it's it's cool, and but, it, you know, the marketing is... Really, you gotta go make a, a a car for this? But then I got to thinking, you know, well, where else have I seen Final Fantasy product placement, right? And then it hit me. So I'm walking through the big outdoor mall that we have here, the the town center they call it, right? And I'm walking in the high end section with all the shit I can't afford, but kind of wish I could afford. Um, so I'm walking down and I look on the side of the goddamn Louis Vuitton uh, store, and it's there's freaking lightning from like Final Fantasy 14 or whatever. Holding a Louis Vuitton bag, like really? Oh yeah, yeah. No, they they did a cross promotion with. Uh, I think they took the character model and they modeled the clothes and, and posed her as the model. And I think in Final mm. Fantasy thirteen three, which was Lightning Returns, there were some thematic Louis Vuitton themed clothing yeah. that you could get in game that uh, you know was was part of the gameplay. It's, it, I don't know. It's something about Square, Square Enix and their and their product placement or their advertising. That it's always a little bit weird. like like I'm reading this article here on the uh, Dual Shockers. It's talking about like they had I guess some Coleman uh, camping gear in in one of the games or whatever. Like really? or in yeah, yeah, either one of the games. Camping is a, it's probably fifteen because camping is a big uh, part of the game because since you're on a road trip. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm sure that's in there. Um, I know that when. The Final Fantasy VII movie came out, Advent Children, their the cell phone that uh, Cloud uses is an actual cell phone they sold in Japan. And if you wanted, you had to pay extra in Japan to get the Cloud Strife black version. That was a black cell phone. Everything else was a different color because um, it matched what he had in, in the in the, the movie. So, I mean, they, you're, you're right that they, they kind of have these weird, quirky, yeah. offshoot advertising campaigns. But, I mean, obviously it's working well enough that they're still making the games or you know I mean, it, yeah. it gets attention at the very least right it, it it does and and the the louis vuitton thing like really draw my eye or you know made me look at like where oh yeah i've seen her before it's just weird i, I, I don't but hey if it makes money it makes yep. money, it makes money. It, right and I'm, I'm looking at this this car now i think it might actually not be the car from the game it might be the car from the movie the king's slave movie so i think that i might have been mistaken in saying that but it's I think that's actually where it's coming from. Oh. 
so or, or something. I don't know, man. There, there's so many I'd damn rather, cars, and they're all black and sexy. It's hard. It's hard yeah, to tell. I, honestly, though, if this is the if this Audi is the car in the movie, I'd rather have the car in the game. But damn, though, it's, it's, it's still a pretty car. But it is. It is a pretty car. Well, is there Anyways, um, anybody want to I, talk about? I, I think that's it, and I think we're kind of pushing the time here. We're looking at like an hour twenty here, so it's probably a good time to wrap this oh, up. Okay. All right, then I guess we'll uh, we'll move into shoutouts. Um, Zell, do you have any shoutouts? Um, just just like there was no like warning this was coming. It's it's almost like we do do this every every episode. <laughs> um, shoot. Um, you know we we didn't talk about it, but. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, the the guys at Hairbrain Schemes uh, with Necropolis. I bought it. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Um, we're gonna try. I'm gonna try it this week, and we'll probably talk about it next week. Um, but uh, you know, they they released Necropolis. Um, it's got some mixed reviews, some things that are, are praised about, some things that aren't, and they've talked about what they're gonna be uh, putting out in the next couple months. So we're gonna. We're going to be uh, trying the game as it is now and trying the game it is, as it is um, in the future, and it should be a lot of, a lot of fun because um, we'll see how it goes. And then we'll see if we can get the, the um, maybe get Mitch to come back on the show and uh, talk to us again because he was really cool to have on. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing that I'm going to pimp out while we're here is um, uh, apparently we, we have this uh, affiliate link to uh, this thing called Loot Crate. Um, I mentioned it last week too, so um, we're gonna just see if mentioning this a couple weeks is, is any any point to us here. But uh, apparently they're doing a um, uh, additionally this week through like the next two days, um, they have a sale on their uh, anime crate, which is a loot anime, and it's a loot crate with anime stuff. And they they have a code a, a promo code called that's uh, Get Squadron, and it's ten dollars off the crate. It's probably like half off. I don't know how much that crate is. Um, but so anyways, if you're interested in Loot Crate or any of its stuff, please go to biomass.net and click the Get Loot Crate button there because then it will help support our show. So by the time you hear this episode, that deal will no longer be valid. Entirely possible. <laughs> okay. It's a short um, promotion. I only got the show three days ago. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that, that anime is kind of shit. But regardless... Um... <laughs> If you liked it, I'm sorry. I, I you're a wonderful, you're, uh, you're a wonderful advertiser here, Pokey. No. See, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. You're getting the honest. You're getting the honest story from us every, no matter what we talk about. But the thing is, if if, if you like the show, you're going to be the person that's going to go and buy it. Um, if you didn't haven't seen the show, you're probably not going to buy it anyways because you have to watch it first. So, uh, it, it's it's overly fan servicey. Um. Anyways, my shout-out is going to go to the dozens of women that we are going to attract with girlfriend bait and yeah. and, and, and actually yeah. send to Bait's front door. Um, may God have mercy on your souls um, that you are plucking him from the cradle, but I want to give you guys a shout-out and treat him well. So that's my shout-out for today. You pay for dinner. Why don't I have an episode focused around dates for me? I feel like we'll get there. We'll have to come up with a catchy, you know, dates for bait is, is great. We'll have to come up with We should register that domain name. Oh my god. I might do that today <laughs> before yes. the show is posted. Because what the yes. thing is, is the thing is once we post the show, someone else is gonna do it. Yeah. Oh my god. Alright, um on that bombshell. Livy, do you have any any shoutouts? You know, I'm going to have to give a shout out to all those Pokemon goers that are finding love. 
we, we, we've got to write his own dating profile <sighs> for him and post it against his will on the website. No. And then Dates for Bait can, can redirect to that page. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Dates for Bait segment, we should just have like a couple of people on that, you know, like a... What's that old dating <laughs> show? The, the dating game, right? Yeah, is it da- the dating game? But it's going to be the baiting game because <laughs> it's bait. <laughs> that that could be taken wrong. And, 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 and bait could be jailbait because he's under 18. And it, it just keeps rolling because it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> legally, I'm, I'm sorry, bait. He's like, I'm never doing this again. You guys Dude, are awful. <laughs> I don't even care. It's just, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. And I am bait. Uh, I'd like to give my shout out to Pokemon Go. Um, I've actually been having fun with that. So that's a thing. I transferred lots of Pidgeys and turned them into candy and evolved other Pidgeys with their cousins and brothers and sisters. God, that's so did, morbid. Did you, did you watch the video, Bait? Did you see the yeah. video? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're I, a monster. I've just, I've, I, I know. I, I've come to terms with it, but that that's okay. Because... The Pokemon still love me. Um, what else? I think that's it. So with that, I guess yeah. we'll we'll, uh, we'll call this one an end. This has been Biomass episode one hundred and fifteen. Thank you all for listening, and good night. <laughs>